I believe the shift that we need to make when we're looking at our budgets and our expenditures is what's an investment and what's an expense. And I think done right marketing is an investment. If there's some strange merch in your neighborhood, mm. who are you going to call? Kirby? Merch Busters. <laughs> That's right. That's the song we sing as we uh, start episode number 173 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. Petrie? 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 Whatever you want to call me. With me, as always, is my other co-host of this fine, fine broadcast. Let's call him the mummy of merchandise solutions, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, <laughs> how are you as we prepare for Halloween? Ooh, I'm so spooky. Honestly, that's a really good voice, man. That's uh, that's very impressive. Uh, I'm doing well. I guess here's what I would tell you is that when you started doing all of the nicknames and the scary voice and all that stuff, yeah. I was like, I literally went, oh, yeah, Halloween's coming up. <laughs> that's, that's how into yes. uh, all things about that that I am. Uh, but yeah. uh, things are going pretty well. I know you good. have a lot of uh, balls in the air right now. So how are you? I'm fine. Nothing going on. Just um, pretty recreational. No, yeah. uh, we have the promo cruise second sailing coming up in about a week after this awesome. drops. So getting really excited about that. So, you know, it is easier doing it. We'll probably talk about that next week, I'm sure. But it's easier yeah. doing it the second time and you improve things and change things. So very busy there and obviously running brand of eight and all that. And then, uh, you know, my kids turned 21 this week. So that was kind of exciting. And thank you for your uh, Venmo contribution to their <laughs> night of debauchery. Uh, awesome. Mitch actually came home last night uh, so he can get his permanent driver's license. Nice. Um, so he can get in uh, adult establishments and enjoy himself accordingly. All right, Kirby. You know, it's been a crazy week. Um, and there's been a lot of talk. A lot of people have been talking about this, that, and the next thing. In one of my brief moments of quiet, I got to thinking, as mm -hmm. I often do, and right. I think you know this, I know you weren't at the ASI Power Summit. I wasn't either, just kind of scheduling conflicts, things like that. But one of our operatives, and we have some operatives, one of our operatives shared that we missed out on the one thing everyone was talking about during mm. the event. Would you like to take a guess? I'm assuming it wasn't my end user show. Uh, was it your blog? No, but a heck of a guess. Heck of, <laughs> it, was, it was not the end user show. It was not my blog this week. Okay. Um, any other guesses? Are you out? Happy hour specials? I, I, nope. Okay, nope, then no I, I got nothing. Specials. You know what, Kirby? Unfortunately, for the first time in the history of this podcast, you're wrong. <laughs> Everyone was talking about the vibrant colors on the floor, and more specifically, the vibrant colors on the mats that our friends at Ooh. Logo Mats and their incredible, incredible rebrand really provided. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. As you might remember, Logo Mats has their first ever mascot, right? You've seen Larry the Lizard, very vibrant, sure and it really showcases the great colors they can do. Uh, it simply pops with color, much like their mats. They even have a fresh tagline that I love, Kirby. I really do love this. Stand out where the others blend in. Mm. And that's really hammered home by the bold palette of the logo. Uh, and the rebrand is really leading up to what's happening in 2024 for Logo Mats. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary, which is a huge milestone huge. for any business, uh, let alone one in the promotional products industry. And so, Kirby, I know 
without even asking. I know you're excited about Logomats and their 20 year anniversary coming up next year, aren't you? I am. And and dude, who does? It is so, I mean, they talk about the, the statistics that say how hard it is for a business to get out of your first year, your third year, your yeah. fifth year. Any organization that makes it 20 years is a testament to their organization, their tenacity, all that sort of thing. So kudos to them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Kirby. Regarding uh, the products from Logo Mats, however, because they are creatively designed and expertly built right here in the United States, they are extremely effective at capturing the attention of your target audience, like at the ASI Power Summit, for example. Mm-hmm. And heck, if they can be the talk of an industry event like that, just think of what they can do for your clients. They offer a wide range of outdoor, indoor, and point-of-purchase mats that will really help communicate a brand message. So if you want to learn more, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you? Uh, head over to LogomatsLLC.com. They're the company you trust. And now they have a lizard that you'll love. All right, Kirby. As we head into this spooktacular <laughs> podcast, mm-hmm. um, you have the upfront section. I wonder what we'll be talking about because I don't know. Yeah. So here's the thing. There's an obvious topic uh, that, um, and I, I, you can always tell oh. from, the, from my voice um, that the at the ASI Power Summit each year they announce their Power 50. And so, yeah. you know, I think if I'm being candid with you, Bill, I am freaking tired about talking about lists at this point. I feel like in 2023, it's been about every third podcast we've discussed another list. That being said, this feels like the OG, and so I feel like we'd be doing ASI a disservice and our audience a disservice if I didn't bring it up. Well, if there were presses to be stopped, they would be stopped right now because you are kind of the list guy on this podcast. <laughs> well, I am the reluctant. I'm generally yeah. the reluctant list guy, so I love the fact. You know, again, there are a lot of lists. Some of them, you know, all of them have relative quality yeah. and merit and things like that. And this I was this we, was the think, this was the OG. This is the one I like. Yeah. I used to get really excited about talking about because there wasn't as many of them out there. So again, I don't want right. to disrespect ASI, no. but honestly, when it came out, I was like, "Oh, sweet Jesus, we got to talk about another list." So, so yeah, so great job, ASI! Congratulations lines. to everybody. Yeah. That's where I'm at. <laughs> if, if you're reading between the lines, that means we're going to probably not talk about lists as much unless it's a really lean week. That's when we like the list. So if you guys could coordinate releasing the list when there's not a lot of stuff going on, that'd be helpful. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on the Power 50? I think I just gave it to you. I mean, okay. I, I always think, hey, yeah, if, okay, total thoughts. I'm like, I usually yep. look at the top of the list. Right. And then go, yep. okay, yeah, those make sense. I can, I can make the yep. argument either way on those because those tend to be the same five to 10 people or organizations. Yeah. Great. Um, I always, number two, I always think it's weird where there's power 50 and there are two people, but okay, fine. I've said that. Yep. And then I often go to the end of the list to just say, okay, yep. are Mark and Catherine Graham on the list? If it's, right. yes, they are. Um, right. And, you know, see if there are any new additions. So that's pretty much what I do when I'm looking okay. at this. I actually anticipated you going bananas over this list. <laughs> so I actually prepared. So I actually do have some thoughts on it okay. and, I, and I will share them. First of all, congratulations to everybody who makes the list. When your peers think that you are part of the powerful group that really are leading the industry, uh, yeah, I awesome. think that's something that should be recognized, even if it's opinion-based, which it most certainly is. I, sure. there, it really is. Uh, there's something to be said for that. So congratulations. Now let me get on with my thoughts. 
Okay. Uh, I thought Mark Simon was too high. Uh, I worked at Halo a long time. Uh, I have a ton of respect for Mark Simon. I worked alongside with Mark Simon during the early days, of probably the first two years of bankruptcy. Um, but he's no longer really visible as the leader of Halo. Mm. Um, in, in my mind, I think Terry Maguire would be more visible than right. a Mark Simon. Not a criticism of Mark, not yep. a, a pump up of Terry, just kind of, I, I just don't think Mark Simon, and maybe in the back rooms, there is more power that Mark wields and that would be rooms I'm not in. So I yeah. don't know. Yep. Number two, uh, we say this every year, Tim Andrews, get yourself on the list. You have, um, you run an extraordinarily, uh, influential and powerful organization. I know it's an it's a it's your decision to the editorial team. Um, like Tim's listening to this yuck monkey podcast. <laughs> but if you are, if you are, get on the list. It's okay. Let your editorial team place you where they think they you should be. I think that would be a good thing. Number three, I actually think that would be love. that would make it that would make it more interesting to discuss yeah. today. In my opinion, it would. It would. I uh, love the addition of one of the Simplicity Brothers, yeah. Teddy Ved. I noticed Teddy that too. Teddy yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've always recognized when I've walked around Kenny, there's an aura around him, and and you can't get too close to him. It's just so powerful. <laughs> so I do think it's actually cool. Kenny Ved's on the list. Uh, CJ uh, was number two. CJ Schmidt from Hit. Yep. I might argue he might be number one. I know it was the folks from 4imprint who were number one. Boy, I, I I think you make an argument with CJ Schmidt and the moves he's making at hit. Yep. Um, and number three, or the last one, is Chris Anderson from HPG. I can't remember where he is. You probably have the list up I'm in front of you. He's like number seven or something like that. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, Chris Sorry. Anderson from yeah, seven. Yeah, that's okay. Chris, well, how about that for a memory? Chris Anderson should be higher than seven. HPG, I still think, is, is really leading the uh, supplier group along with hit and yeah. other people, obviously, but I think Anderson be higher. I also have two additions I'd like to add that okay. I think should have been on the list and aren't. Yeah. And if we're doing, we do the, you know, they, they do the combo platter, right? Like you yeah. have Kirk Kayser and Liza Sachs yeah. uh, for, well, representing Kayser and Blair, for example, mm -hmm. I'd like to see Josh Ellis and Michelle Bell on this list. Even though they work for two different organizations, they are the editors for the two places people get their industry news. PPAI for Josh Ellis, ASI for uh, Michelle Bell. And they really shape how industry news is not only presented, but consumed. Hmm, There's an incredible one. amount of power and in, in, uh, influence in that. So I think they should be on the list. And I thought it was interesting that John Norris, who's been on that list for years, is now left off the list. Um, if you're not going to, I, I think I think ASI maybe made an error here. And here's yep. where I'll be a little critical. I assume John was left off the list because he left Starline and went to hit promotional products. That doesn't change the power and influence he has in the industry. And I think you could even argue it magnifies it and it amplifies it. Okay. Right. So I don't, I think, you, if, if you if you feel like he doesn't have a place on his own because CJ's there, then put him with CJ. You've done it with other organizations. Good point. To me, that would have that would have made some sense. Um, and then I have probably six deletions. Okay, we're not going to go through that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, awesome. I, I, well, I can't wait for that because I don't totally be the open for the show. <laughs> yeah, you go. Uh, uh, but honestly, ASI, Michelle and, and staff over there, Chris Rubo and all the people there, they do such a fantastic job. This is not easy. Yeah, I, I would not want to be part of those discussions of what, what's the difference between 41 and 42. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> tough, yeah. tough gig for sure. All right. Well, Kirby, good stuff. Now, if I know one thing about you, 
you're constantly, I don't care what time of year it is, you're constantly in search for the perfect holiday gift. Yes. And frankly, you should be thankful because I'm here to help. Yes. Um, actually, Kanata's here to help. I'm just the messenger. They're running some phenomenal product specials on some of your favorite blankets, from the softness of the original lamb's wool to the warm embrace of the urban alpaca to the divine decadence of the plush era. Kanata okay. has you covered. Head over to KanataPromo.com for all the details on the amazing prices on these equally amazing blankets. Now, Kirby, before I launch into my topic, I meant to say it's at the top of the show. Um, tone deaf moment, right? Um, mass shooting again mm. last night in the United States. We record this Thursday morning, Wednesday night of mass shooting. And this one may end up hitting very close to home for the promotional products industry as it happened in Lewiston, Maine, where Geiger is uh, headquartered. Uh, as we're recording this, the gunman is still at large. There's uh, anywhere between 16 and 22 people dead and uh, 60 or 50 or 60 injured, which so means wow. death toll likely sadly will rise. Um, I just wanted to say, and I, I know Kirby will echo this, uh, obviously we, we were thinking about everybody up in Lewiston right now, yeah. but, uh, from a promotional products perspective, a lot of Geiger people live and work in Lewiston. It is a small community of about 38,000 people. And so I, I, I have a feeling that this is going to touch our industry in ways that maybe, uh, other tragedies like this haven't happened. So I wanted to let everybody know we're thinking about them. Yeah. You know, this is a fun podcast. We try to keep it light, but again, tone deaf moment. All right, Kirby. Um, Boy, there's an awkward transition. All right, uh, let's talk. Hey, you know what, Kirby? It's time for you to think differently about marketing. Okay, I agree. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know so, what you're going to say, and I agree. Uh, yeah, I want you. Yeah, just that's it. That's the topic. Oh, that was the topic. Okay, cool. Yeah, things yeah, are changing no, okay. quickly. Yeah, that's right. No, and Coca-Cola. So Coca-Cola, which I think if you're not familiar with Coca-Cola, they are a manufacturer of soft drinks, red can, little yeah, white they're, logo. They're, the, uh, they're, they're number two to Pepsi, right? I don't believe so. Pepsi, I have never heard of them. So Coca-Cola released their 2023 Q3 results just two days ago, okay, yeah. on uh, on the 24th of October. And the company grew organic revenue, but the impact on the operating margin was, quote unquote, partially offset by increased marketing spend. Okay. So the CEO who delivered this news to Wall Street, right, uh, his name is James Quincy, was asked by an analyst on by asked by an analyst what the intentions were for Coca-Cola's level of marketing spend, given that it had acted as a quote unquote drag on operating margin. Mm -hmm. And here was his response. Uh, this is the CEO of Coca-Cola, James Quincy. I'm not sure I would characterize extra marketing as a drag on results, more as a motor to drive the bottom line. And I'm like, man, where's this guy been? Because that is That's absolutely exciting. amazing. And I wanted to get your take on that. I've got a few thoughts, but I, yeah. I absolutely love the fact that a universally world global brand is like, no, marketing is not a drag on the bottom line, which is the way so many companies look at it, right? When, yeah. when things are lean, what's the first thing that goes? Marketing, right? always marketing. So I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, as you were saying that, yeah, I agree with you. I, I echo the idea that thank you for saying what I believe many of us believe to be true, but also, yeah. you know, it's funny. I, I think that, what it reminds me of, Bill, is that in every organization, there are expenses and there are investments, yep. right? And I think that there are some things that are just flat expenses. And I think the way that yep. you look at them um, kind of dictates how you treat them. 
I think marketing falls when done right. Marketing falls as one of those investments. Yes, it could have yep. uh, impact in the the third quarter, but it most certainly done right will have impact in the fourth quarter and next first quarter right. and like those things that will have an impact long term. The electricity bill is an expense, but if you are going to go to solar, that's an investment. And I like to me that's the big difference. And so when you right. talked about that, that's like I believe the shift that we need to make when we're looking at our budgets and our expenditures is what's an investment and what's an expense. And I think done yeah. right marketing is an investment. Yeah. And, and I agree with everything you just said, and I want to amplify that if I can, um, you know, one of the, the we will look back on the three-year period of the pandemic as yeah. really a life altering event in yeah. just about everything we do. We're already looking at that way, but I don't think we realize the impact of it. And I think, but one of it from a business side and a marketing side is companies need to lean into areas where it can drive growth through marketing. Marketing is actually, when you look at the whole scope of marketing is actually far more cost-effective than traditional sales tactics to try to acquire new clients. Right. And so I think leaning into that is, is one. And what you said, and I wrote it down here, extra marketing spend is really a reinvestment in the brand. Right. That's what it is. It's exactly what it is. And again, most people, most organizations don't look at it that way. They, again, they look at it this drag on the bottom line. And Coca-Cola has actually had a success had success in this as mm -hmm. uh, making its brands more relevant to consumers. In 2019, 2019, 30% of their marketing spend was in digital channels. Mm -hmm. So pre-pandemic. Yep. Now it's more than 60% wow. in digital okay. channels. And they grew net revenues by 8% in the third quarter. So it does work, right. you know, it does work. So I uh, really just thought it was very interesting. Again, somebody who, uh, you know, again, anybody who works for Coca-Cola on the C level, I assume they know their shit. Yeah. I assume this guy knows his stuff. So I, I, I just love the fact that really talk kind of pushing back on an advisor an investment advisor saying, hey, uh, no, 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 not a drag, a reinvestment, part of yeah. doing business, part of the motor. I love that. The motor that drives the bottom line. So there you I go. I love it. All right. All right, Kirby. So, so uh, again, I think I told you before we started recording, I have a bunch of topics I want to get to. So I'm going to, I'm going to play, play you for a minute. Do you want oh. topic A or topic mm -hmm. B? I'll take topic seven. Come on. A or B? Okay, B. B, beautiful. Okay. So, um, and it ties to being a B Corp. So hence the, the okay. B. Okay. So, oh, there you go. Oh. so I was listening to a podcast, uh, SKUcast, which is one of those yeah. uh, podcasts within our industry that I love. And uh, Bobby was interviewing uh, someone talking mm -hmm. about the B Corp. And I'm not going to dive into that, but yeah. I, I wanted to kind of start a discussion that might I might be shamed by, <laughs> yeah. but I was curious. I'm on the treadmill listening to this and I've talked to, you know, uh, Danny Rosen, Robert Fiveash, mm -hmm. and the brand fuel gang. They went through the process mm -hmm. of becoming a certified B Corp. And we've talked yeah. a lot about how hard it is to do that. And we've done yeah. that. We've had that conversation in the way that we say, wow, good for them. That's such a hard mm -hmm. thing. What an investment. It, it must truly matter to them. Right. Yeah. In uh, this interview, Bobby talked about, hey, they've become a, a B Corp. And actually, yeah. she was, they were talking, she, he was talking to uh, uh, Elizabeth Winbush and how she Okay, helped, yeah, yeah, from uh, PPAI. Yeah, yeah, but she helped uh, Genumark, I think, go into yep. it, right? And so he, he said in the, the intro, well, you know, it's a daunting uh, thing to yeah. become a B Corp. So here's my question. 
in every time we talk about becoming a B Corp. Yeah. Is it too hard? Is it too hard to become? Hear me out. Because, no, I want to hear you out. I'm hearing. Yeah. In other words, we are telling people who we're saying, hey, it's really good. We need to think about sustainability. We need to think right. about innovation. We need to think about being eco-friendly. We need to do all that stuff. But to do it, you got to do this thing that is so hard that if you are over here, don't even try it. Because that's sort of what I hear, Bill. Because like I want to do better, but so many yeah. times the people who I was like, Fairware and Brand Fuel and all those mm -hmm. folks who've done it, I'm like, yeah, they did it. But I can't even imagine. I don't even know where to start. And so is should we give you know levels <laughs> uh, or something yeah. that would allow people to start the journey of doing something we think they should do, but right now it seems way too hard? Big question, and I don't have a lot of answers, which means I'm going to give a lot of opinions. <laughs> um, here's... And neither of us am, are B Corps, I, right? So, so like, I, no. I guess this is also a thing where I'm like, I'd actually like to hear from the folks who've gone through this journey. Yeah. But like, when I hear it, every time you hear yeah. anybody talk about B Corp, they're like, it's really hard. Yeah, I don't know what the steps are. I assume it's arduous. I assume there's yeah. a lot of of probing and inspecting and sure. answering of very difficult questions and changing of behaviors. Yeah. Um. You know, again, I always look at it. You know, it, boy, this is tough. I believe in what B Corp stands for, um, being sustainable and, and responsible and all that. I, I don't think any of us disagree with that. Sure. By the same token, is it is the juice worth the squeeze for every organization, which is, I think, kind of what you're asking. And it, I don't know. I think if you start putting levels on it, like black belt, like karate belts, you know, yellow belt, black belt, whatever this do you do you water it down because to me it, again it's pretty stringent and it should sure. be right you totally. you either are a b corp or you are not yep. it's like a hall of fame you are in a hall of fame or you are, you are not it is a very yep. very definitive line of demarcation yep. and maybe that makes sense but my only thing about that is if we want it, when i think about human behavior you yeah. think okay i want you to do this really hard thing you should run a marathon most people don't start there most no, people write, run a 5K. They might walk right. a 5K. And then there's a 10K. Right. Then there's a half marathon. Are there like the idea, like, but if you were sitting on the couch, listening to this podcast, yeah. you're like, I'm not running a marathon. There's no way. Right. So building it. So like, I guess that's what, is it just, again, I'm not sure I, oh. I agree with what I'm saying, but I, this is yeah. a thought I, I brought, I was thinking and I'm like, I, I'd kind of like to know what you think. Yeah, it, it, again, it's a tough thing because, you know, I look at it as you were talking and I was pretending to listen so I could <laughs> respond intelligently. No, I was listening. But I thought about PPAI's product safety aware. If you are a member of PPAI, you have to certify that you are product safety aware every two years. Okay. You do it. I do it. I don't even sell products and I have to do it. Different conversation. Everybody has to do it. If you want to be at Expo, you want to exhibit at the Expo, you want to, you know, you got to, you got to do it. It's literally checking a box that I've read this statement. Right, right, right. So to me, the intention is good, but it's relatively meaningless. There's no, what happens if you're, what, so if I click on product safety where, and I do something outside of whatever those parameters are, what are you going to do? Nothing. Right. So I don't know. I, I, what I, I guess what I want it to matter more B corporation stuff and, and things like that, that, that real hardcore dive into sustainability and responsibility. 
I want it to matter more to the end user clients because that's sure. what's going to drive the change. I right agree. now, I agree. But the, one of the things is that, that there, and, and I, I guess I'm, I'll be honest with you, Bill, I'm looking in the mirror here and I know that my organization and me and J, I could do better at this, but I'm could. so far removed from what Denise Tashiro does that sometimes I'm like, can you just right. tell me, give, give me a couple steps to start moving in that direction? Because I don't yeah. know that we do a great job with that. So I, I, that's, I guess, where my head's at on that. I think maybe the best way to start is to kind of look at what the B Corporation certification process looks like mm -hmm. and pull out the things that apply to you and create your own. Hey, we have decided this is our statement mm -hmm. on product safety, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on product responsibility, on sustainability. And this is our ethos. We're not B Corp certified, mm -hmm. but we, you know, and we're not affiliated with B Corp, but we've pulled like things that. out and we've established our own thing. I think that's probably the best way to start. I, I think the B Corp thing, that's kind of like the Super Bowl. There's so few organizations that are really B Corp certified. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure that moves the needle with clients. And again, I also mm -hmm. look at it from a, a, a red and green perspective making money or losing money. Sure. So I think I, I, I would, I would start with creating your own kind of, these are our, this is our standards and this sure. is what we live up to and then go from there. And if, if people respond to it, then look at the B Corp stuff. Yeah. No, I like it. I, I just, I, I think uh, that sometimes no, those really things demotivate and that's the last thing you want to do is they, they are because like, right? when something seems so daunting, right. Yes. And again, when you running a marathon, just, just go walk around the block. That's how yes. it starts, right? Yes, that's right. Totally get it. Totally get okay. it. All right, Kirby, let's dive into some 2024 business trend predictions. I've been waiting to do this for a few weeks, but it looks like we are unfortunately really close and up to out of time. Do you have a quick topic you want to uh, give us before we go to PPEF? I don't, we yes. just don't have time. We just don't have time. I, no, it's fine. Um, we, yeah, actually we'll go with A, my other topic. Okay. okay. Let's go with topic A. Okay. So this, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this. I'm just, I really would like your uh, take. So for the first time, um, one of the, the things I put in place, uh, one of my goals mm -hmm. for this final quarter is to set a preferred supplier list for oh, okay, great. Hosman marketing. I've never done that. Yep. Um, okay. mainly cause it's like when we started the business, it was mainly me and Amy or whatever. Right. And it was like, eh, we, I want to do business with whoever I want to do it with. And I want my sales team to be able to have that flexibility too. Right. Um, but candidly at SKU camp, one of the, one of the uh, distributors got up there and talked about how, gosh, they only had 12 suppliers and they were $40 million company. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's that even look like? Mm -hmm. And it got my wheels right. turning. And so I am in the process of trying mm -hmm. to create that list. Um, yeah. and I literally in front of me, as I'm looking at it, I've got a lot of the suppliers that we do business with mm -hmm. up on the up on my whiteboard. And so I don't know, a, I, I guess I want to two things from you. Number one, do you think this is a good idea? And number two, if so, do you have any advice? Have you ever like gone through the process of mm -hmm. selecting this? What, what, what should yeah. I be looking for? Uh, yeah. So I have gone through it before and many times. And, and so honestly, I'm surprised you haven't done this already to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm color me stunned Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do, I do think it's worthwhile. You have a substantial size distributorship and your business matters to suppliers. So, you know, again, I'm a big believer of preferred supplier program does two things. One, you try to aggregate spend so you can really get some, some maybe better pricing, right. maybe better service, or just develop those relationships you have. But that should not stop people from in your organization from using some new supplier that has right. something nobody else has. It should never stop anybody. 
Um, so I, 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 you know, I would love to have been there at SKU camp because I have a feeling it's more than just 12 suppliers. Probably, it, but it was life doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, but I will say though, I think the other thing that happened is at the beginning of this year, Bill, one of my mm-hmm. supplier reps sat down with me and said, it was really funny. Um, over the past three years, we mm-hmm. had spent almost to the dollar, the yeah. same amount with them over three years. Right. Like it was weird. Um, yeah. but they said, Hey, we, we'd like to get you to this number. And I'll be honest. I sat right. at lunch and said, there's no way, there's yeah. no way we, we will, as a company hit that number with you. And I, you know, right. I was trying to be candid. Yeah. We've surpassed it already. I'm sure you have because work with you because we focused so much of our efforts on yeah. trying to you know, get with them on that bet. Now it, it affected my opinion of this. And I was like, Oh, sure. Yeah. We'll change your thinking. Right. Yeah. So you wanted advice. I got some advice. For okay. You. All right. Obviously, the first one you already know without me saying it. Uh, relationships, a product first, uh, relationships first. They kind of go hand in hand, right? Yeah, so okay. you, you know you can get specific products just about anywhere. Um, maybe not brands. We're talking about you know no brand yeah. names here. Um, so I focus on relationships where that where that matters, and then yeah. look at your clients. What are they ordering? What do they want? And try to try to aggregate your spend, and then I work with those suppliers. Okay. We've created, and I'd sit down with them in Q4. We've created this list, and this is this is the. It's not in stone yet, but it's in pen. Uh, right. But I can cross it out, and it's not to be heavy with suppliers at all. Just say, not hey, look, we want to focus. We want to focus our business on you. How will you help us get to where we want to go? And here's our goal for year for the for your business this year. And I think having those conversations for suppliers is extremely refreshing. That okay, we're going to focus on your business, just like we want you to focus a little bit on ours. How do we do this together? I think that that's that would be my advice. But I think all those three things you already knew. Mm, yeah, that's good. Okay, well, yeah. I appreciate it because I it just tells me yeah. I'm on the right track. I, I, at the end of the day, Bill, we had, we had an unofficial yeah. um, supplier preferred list, right? Like because we were yeah. do, as I of look course. at our volume, we're doing business with certain things, but it did affect me at the beginning. You know, from the beginning of the year to now. The idea that if we said, okay, we're going to focus heavily on this one supplier, it will work. And so that was interesting. One one piece of advice you may not have considered when you're putting together this list, think about the next salesperson you bring on board from out of this industry that has no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Does it cover the depth and breadth, that supplier list of what they might need as yeah. far as tools in their arsenal to build and grow a business? Yep. Um, so to think of it that way too. Yeah, I like it. All okay, right, cool. All right, time for some picks. Time okay. for some picks. So, um, I did not go over this with Kirby. I meant to, but I don't think you'll be okay with it. So, here's what we've had a couple of people say: Can we participate? And da 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 da. And I think I figured out a way for that to happen. Okay. So, uh, yes, if you want to, if you want to participate, uh, it'll cost you fifty bucks, a fifty dollar donation to PPEF. What you need to do is email me. Because I generally keep this list yep. at bill at brandevatemarketing.com no later than five o'clock PM central for the following week. If we don't get anybody by by five o'clock central, it's just not gonna happen. Right. Um, and then that your company will get to be the sponsor of the content that week of the nice of the of PPF. So we'll give a little shout out there. And we may even bring you on board to do your picks, or you can send them to me. It uh, doesn't matter, and we'll, we'll read your picks. But we have to have the picks to us by Tuesday at 5 o'clock Central. If you've uh, said you're going to do it, you're going to have the games by Monday. You'll have 24 hours to, to give us the games. So again, if you're interested, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get him before Kirby does. I don't. I, well, here's the thing. I could send Kirby him three weeks in, in advance, and he wouldn't look at him. Doesn't matter. Correct. He's still beating. No, I don't me. have them. I don't have them in front of me now. So no. So uh, yeah. If you were interested, great cause for PPEF. Have a little fun here. So this week's uh, this week's um, picks for PEPF is sponsored by our good friends at Promocations. That's right, kids. If you like going on in this epic industry events, look no further than Promocations. In fact, the second sailing of the Promo Cruise is happening on November the 4th this year. You want to get on the third sailing, that's April 14th through the 19th, 2024. Head over to promocations.com and get all the details there. All right, Kirby, you went four and two last week. I went two and four last week. Had a rough one, pal. You are 25 and 11. I am 22 and 14. Uh, I, I need to make some hay here. So right. here we go. We're going to pick some college games. Are you ready? I, I think. So I, I since I am going to... You know what? I'll tell you at the end. So here we go. For college, our first one is a neutral site game, Kirby. The number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs, who've won 647 games in a row, versus the University of Florida Gators in Jacksonville. Who do you got? Uh, Georgia, Georgia, and Georgia. Okay. So I am tempted to just pick everything opposite of you <laughs> to see if I can make up some ground. I am not that dumb, though. I will take... <laughs> Actually, looking on here, I am that dumb. I'll take Florida. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to take Florida. Okay. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. They, I, here's my theory. They got to lose at some point, and it's going to be a game you don't expect. This one, neutral site. It's not between the hedges in Athens. I think Florida's got a shot. Kind of. Okay. okay. Uh, the number eighth ranked Oregon Ducks at the number 13th ranked Utah Utes might be the game right. of the week. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, not is. the toughest one, but this is a tough one. Um, it seems like every time you, you bet against Utah, you lose, right? And it's yep. in Utah. Yep. But Oregon looks good too. Come I'm on, gonna, Bonix. Let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home field advantage. I'll go, I'll go Utah. Wow. All right, I have the Oregon Ducks on that that's one. A, that's taking a, the that's fighting good, Bo Nixes. Yeah, that's a good good pick. And in a, in a week where there's not a lot of great games, we have found the ESPN Plus lame game of the week, the Arkansas State uh, mascots versus the University of Louisiana Monroe mascots. Uh, and this is in uh, Monroe, Louisiana. Who do you got, Kirby? And this, well, you throw the, talk about throwing the records out when these two teams play. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, this is funny. I think you said something about do some research or something when you sent this. I, I didn't suggest you do some research. On I it, did. Yeah. I did zero research. Uh, Excellent. I'm going to I'm, I'm go Arkansas State because I feel like I've heard of them. So Arkansas State. Okay. I'm I'm going with Louisiana Monroe. This okay. is working out perfectly. You talk, hey, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Yeah, All right, great. here we go. Let's go to the pro ranks. Okay. Thursday night football. This is a good game tonight. Yeah, uh, this Kirby is a tough one too. His, Kirby will be enjoying his Thursday beer. Yeah. Uh, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Buffalo Bills. Who you got? Who do you got? Who do you got? So my initial reaction was to go Buffalo here because it feels like mm -hmm. Buffalo is sort of up and down and they've been yeah. down for a couple of weeks in a row, but man, they haven't looked very good at all. No. And generally I trust, uh, what's his face from Buffalo more than I do Baker Mayfield um oh josh allen yeah josh allen i'm gonna go tampa bay oh yes i went buffalo i love it the <laughs> plan is working the plan is working all right the battle of the big apple kirby the new york jets travel all the way to their home field 
to play the New York Giants in an away game. Yeah. I'm now insane. Yeah. Who do you got here? <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why, but I kind of feel like the Jets have something going. I'm going to go Jets in this okay. one. I, I actually have the Jets as well. I, I don't trust that abysmal yeah. offense that the Giants are throwing out. All right. Last game, Kirby, the Cincinnati Bengals travel yeah. to San Francisco to play the very, very off-looking Brock Purdy's. Who do you got? Yeah. And see, I kind of like, I feel like that Brock Purdy's been totally annihilated by the media. And like, it's a perfect yeah. example of how people lift you up and tear you down. Like, Brock Purdy never said he was Tom Brady. They just kept winning, no. right? Like, I, no. I I think they are, they're really beating him up right now over stuff no. that isn't his thing. That being said, I think Joe Burrow on a bye, no. it's it's in San Francisco, which I don't love, but I'm going to go Bengals on this one. Okay. So I agree with you on the Brock Purdy thing. He's everybody's darling because he's winning every game and they lose two games in a row. And it's like, he's the worst quarterback ever. It's you like, take away, you take away your two biggest weapons in, in Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. <laughs> let's see how you do. Yeah, okay. Um, that being said, uh, I don't think the the 49ers have a prayer this weekend. Oh, wow. um, I'm going to take the Bengals there. So we've got that. All right. So again, you want to participate? Shoot me an email, BillBrandBateMarketing.com. We can even have you on the podcast. We can put you in the waiting room and bring you in. We can do all sorts of fun stuff. So we'd love to get some more money for PPF. But more than anything, I think we'd love to celebrate color today, Kirby, and all the wonderful colors um, that our good pals at logo mats, uh, provide when they do floor mats. They're so, so, so vibrant. Um, they have such a wide range of outdoor, indoor, and point of purchase mats that are really help communicate a brand message. And a lot of people, distributors don't look at this as a promotional product. It is one of the most impactful promotional products yeah. because so many people see it. So you want to learn more, uh, especially now that they have that great new rebranding. Lenny the Lizard is awesome. Uh, you want to head over to LogomatsLLC.com. They're the company you trust. And now that they have the lizard that you love. But I have the Kirby that I love.